This is the Marriage Bites Podcast, episode 66, How to Avoid Family Drama During the Holidays, Part 2. So before we get to the episode today, today is... Pearl Harbor Day. It's kind of a strange thing. We don't really celebrate it, but we pay homage to that day and reverence and we acknowledge the sacrifice of the men and women uh, who passed away on Pearl Harbor Day. Mm -hmm. It is a somber occasion. I know a lot of younger people may not have the impact, but when I was growing up, we always acknowledged um, Pearl Harbor Day. It was a somber thing. Mm -hmm. So we pay our respects to those who served and those who sacrificed and those who gave it all. So thank you. Yeah. I think it's one that kind of gets skipped over because everybody's busy doing all the, all the holiday things. But I think it is good to stop and acknowledge and just take a minute to understand that those people did what they did. And because they did, we are able to have the life we have today. Right. I saw, like I said, I grew up, we celebrated and people all around us did. We noticed it. We knew it was coming and knew it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, after 9-11 and the attacks... Um, in New York and at the Pentagon, um, it kind of went by the wayside because now we had a new national tragedy. But we as a nation, as a people, got through it and we rebuilt. So those who served, thank you. Yes, thank you. Now to the episode. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you're listening. We're glad you're here. We hope you have an amazing holiday season so far. And if you're not, you can change it, probably. We're here to help with that. Right. So So last week we talked about... Not putting your spouse in between yourself and their family. And today we're going to talk about... So today's topic is a little bit related to that, but I felt like it was different enough to have its own episode. So what happens sometimes is a couple will be in a family situation and somebody in their spouse's family will say something to them that they don't like. And then they turn to their spouse and they say, it's your job to deal with that. Your uncle, your drunk uncle, said some horrible things to me, yelled in my face, and now you need to fix it. A very popular opinion is that it is the spouse's job to deal with their family. It's their family member. They should be the ones dealing with it to make them stop. I disagree with that. And this might be a little bit of a controversial opinion, but I don't think that it is your spouse's job to deal with the behavior of anybody toward yourself. So tell me what you think about that. Uh, I, I can see how that has been a traditional way of doing things. Uh, I think in some cases it's probably appropriate. In some cases it's probably not. I guess it would depend on the situation. Mm-hmm. It would depend on what's going on. I think for minor things, you can talk to your spouse and say, Hey, your uncle keeps doing this when we're at the family party. And it's really annoying. Maybe you could tell him to stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I mean, here's an example. Maybe this is a bad example. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Let's say your in-laws are big huggers. Okay. And you get upset every time you go to a family event and your mother-in-law wants to give you a hug or your father-in-law wants to give you a hug and you're super uncomfortable with it. Now, I could say, honey, will you tell your parents to knock that, that off? It's making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Really, I can do that. Well, it is between, your job. It is, it your... is my job. It's between me and them, right? Mm-hmm. You have no problem with the hugging. It's great. Yeah. 
Um, but even if I didn't like the hugging, it would still be your job to set your own personal bubble boundary right, around people and saying I'm, no thanks and right. Whatever. I'm I'm my own person, mm-hmm. and we as being married, we're kind of an entity together. But there's still things that you should be able to handle on your own. Mm-hmm. Now I I chose this uh, the hugging example because that's the only one I can think of at the moment. Um, I will say that when I married you, your family's a bunch of huggers, mm-hmm. and my family is not, and it freaked me out. Mm-hmm. It's still, I'm still a little bit, what What are you doing? Get those arms off me. And so I'm still, I have to like, it's like choking down a bad tasting food that gags you a little bit. That's what it's kind of <laughs> okay. like for me. Uh, I'll do it, but it's like, oh man, not again. You just have so, to prepare yourself for it. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I've, well, I have talked to your family, specifically your parents about the hugging thing before. Um, but I've also chosen not to allow that to be, to really get in the way of my relationship with them. Mm, okay. And so I'll give my in-laws, my mother and father-in-law, I'll give them a hug. I'm getting more comfortable with it, but it's taken, I don't know, 20-something years. <laughs> so, sorry, mom and dad. Just wasn't raised that way. So it was. it's my responsibility to deal with that, not uh-huh. yours. Uh-huh. And I, I want to add that I never asked you to tell them to stop. I would certainly talk to you about how it made me feel uncomfortable. Uh-huh. But I never asked you to, to stop it. Yeah. And I think if I would have, that would have, I mean, that brings up an opportunity for a wedge to be driven between you, me, and your parents, especially mm-hmm. if I'm pushing you to do it. Now you're getting angry and resentful at me, but then you're feeling like I need to help my husband and tell them to knock it off. And then if I, you know, if you did tell your parents to stop hugging, then they might think, well, why isn't he telling me? Or why is he so gutless? And why doesn't he want to hug us? We're nice people. A whole lot of things can happen. Right. And plus, if that was my culture growing up, everybody hugs everybody every time you see them. Then for you to say, tell them to stop it, that's like, wait, you're the weird one because hugging is normal and hugging is fine. And now you're trying to tell me to do something that I don't agree with if I think hugging is fine. You know what I mean? And so then it does put kind of this wedge between you and me. And then maybe it creates distance between us and then also can create friction between the parents. Right. But the other thing specifically with things like hugging you said, it's not the way I was raised. It's not what I was used to. It's not what I'm comfortable with. Understanding that your discomfort with hugging is about you has nothing to do with my parents, for example. That's a really good awareness to have so that you're not saying they're weird. There's something wrong with them. They need to stop. Or, you know, like, right. like they shouldn't be that way. Right. It, for it, you to say, listen, this is just my preference and what I like and what I don't like. I can stand up for what I'm saying. It's not to say, okay, well, just because you're different now, you need to bend to what they like and then just suck it up and hug them when they want to. But it changes the energy of it when you're like, you know what? This isn't about you. This is about me. This is my preference. And, you know, I'll give you a handshake or I'll hug you one time and then that's it. Or what? however you want to set that up for yourself. Right. I was just thinking, I think your parents, I think your mom at least has kind of gotten it because sometimes she'll just give me a side hug. Mm-hmm. Well, and if side hugs is what you want, and if that's what you're comfortable with, or a handshake, or a I, I'm, high five. I'm totally good with high fives and handshakes. I'm super comfortable with those, but I realize they're not as comfortable with those. And if people want to hug other people, a lot of times it's just they want to show you affection. They want to show you that right. they care about you. And they feel like, you don't want to hug me? That must mean you don't care about me. And understanding from the other side that you know, it's okay if he doesn't want to have that right. kind of contact. At least maybe wait until we're leaving instead of when we're arriving. Whatever. Right. There's so I, many ways to arrange I think that. to go off the rails just a little more, 
on this topic, uh, or at least on this example. And just so my in-laws who are listening, so they don't feel too hurt. My mom over the last few years has started to hug more, wanting to hug. I don't feel comfortable with that either. I don't feel comfortable hugging my own mom. I'm just like, yeah. There's only one person I want to lay hands on me and it's my spouse. I don't want any... (laughs) Lay hands on? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Everyone else, give me some space. That's just Uh me. Okay. My siblings are that way too. So back to what we were originally talking about. I kind of meant to get on that tangent, but... That your relationship with your spouse's family is your responsibility. It's nice when your spouse backs you up. So if you were like, I don't like it when my parent, when your parents hug me. And if I was like, okay, yeah, I'm with you on that. I can say, you know, he doesn't love being hugged. I can advocate for you if I choose to. Um, I can side with you. It's nice when your spouse agrees with you and validates your position. But sometimes they don't because they love their parents. They love their family too. And it causes a lot of trouble within the couple if the one is pressuring the other to talk to their family member and they don't really want to. Because ultimately, your relationship with my parents is yours. And my relationship with my parents is mine. And there might be some differences there. Like, I really like your mom a lot, but my relationship with her is separate from you. Or like if one of your brothers said something mean to me, I honestly, I would probably complain to you about it for that thing. You're making a face. I am because... Earlier in our marriage, my some of my brothers did say things that offended or irritated you. But I didn't go to them and say, hey, you guys need to fix what you're doing. You, you need, need to, to knock that you're off. You're offending my wife or you're saying things that are rude. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's the way they are. I even might have said, if you have a problem with them, talk to them about it. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to fix this for you. Although, like, if we are rising to the level of actual abuse, like, let's set that aside. Because a lot of times it's just somebody said something, somebody took offense, and it wasn't like an actual fight. It was more like a misunderstanding or whatever. Yeah, obviously we're not talking about abuse. We're not talking about, you know, if I had a brother that wanted to get handsy with you when, when he's hugging you when we're... I'm going to I'm gonna step in and I'm going to... Okay, this is getting weird again. Yeah, anyway. Is it fair for me to ask you to protect me? Yes. If I really felt like... This person, your drunk uncle, is acting inappropriate. And will you please protect me? Sure. Because I'm not as big and strong as your uncle. And you are have more strength to protect me from that. And if you felt like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uncle's in the wrong. I'm going to protect my wife. Like, it's nice when it happens that way. But it doesn't always happen that way. Because sometimes the spouse is like, well, that's just how they are. Deal with it. It's no big deal. But to you, it is a big deal. So ultimately, it's my job to protect myself against hypothetical drunk uncle, my relationship with him is up to me to manage. I think to go down another tangent road here, uh, just briefly, you said you're not able to defend yourself physically. I kind of disagree with that a little bit because I've seen some of the needly looks that you've given me and others (laughs) that totally scare away any bag. The second thing is like the way you tickle is totally destructive to most people who have any kind of ticklishness to them. The point of this is to say that sometimes when an altercation, when words are had between two people at a family event, somebody then wants to bring their spouse in and get their spouse involved, which makes the altercation bigger. And then they get other people involved, and then soon everybody is all fighting. Right. Whereas if you 
have your own boundaries between you and that person and it stays between you and them, drama level goes way down. Right. I think a big reason we're talking about this and dealing with family, in-laws or your own family, is that how many of us have heard about family drama during the holidays? Happens so much. All the time. They're always talking about Leo or some Uncle Bob or, you know, Aunt Martha or Mary Margaret or Margaret Mary. You're saying all... Okay. Getting all uppity about things, and it can all be avoided, I think, or at least the majority of Well, it can be minimized, I guess. Maybe it can't completely be avoided, because if you have family members who, maybe they're just extra stressed, and they have a lot of pressure, and they're, you know, the whole holidays thing, they, they got dragged there by their spouse, and they didn't really want to come, you know? Lots of reasons why people are a little bit on edge more during this time of year than usual. And sometimes people do say rude or inappropriate or, or, you know, hurtful things. And so you can't stop that necessarily from happening. But you, if it does happen, you can minimize it by dealing with it yourself. Or, you know, if again, if it's being physically overpowered by somebody, maybe you do bring your spouse in at that point. But um, there's a lot of upset that happens when somebody says, this family member did something. And then my husband didn't back me up on it. Mm-hmm. And then it causes problems with the relationship because the, the spouse wasn't backing them up. And so um, it's not fair to your spouse to make them responsible for the behavior of one of their family members. To make them step in and defend you against the other person, especially if they're sort of like, yeah, I sort of agree with that or I think that's normal or I don't have a problem with that. You know, and so you're preserving not only like the event situation, you're also preserving your relationship with your spouse by not pressuring them in ways that aren't really fair because they can't control their tipsy uncle either. I think that's all we got on this topic today. Uh, yeah, I think that's all. Is that it? Okay. Well, stay tuned till next time when we continue our series. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap for this episode of the Marriage Bites Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. Do you feel like the fun and adventure you used to have has been crowded out by work, kids, and just life in general? I have put together 24 super fun date night ideas that will have you laughing and connecting in 20 minutes or less. So head over to andalynprice.com to get a whole bunch of easy and free date ideas. You'll be amazed at how a little bit of play can have you laughing and connecting in no time. Babysitter not required. Your relationship with your in-laws, family, what? Your relationship with your in-laws, in-laws is yours. That's what it should be. I don't know why family's in there. Do you, would you like to welcome our listeners back to the Marriage Bug Podcast? No, I want to know what our title is. No, I'm fine with that. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> okay, try again. Okay. Welcome back to our podcast. It's pretty good. <laughs> can you do something in the middle of those two? Um, is there a Star Trek song I can play? No. Um, <laughs> we're not afraid of controversy here, though. Maybe you're a little bit afraid of controversy. Hmm. Okay, we're going to cut all of that out. You're going to bring... Le- what? Okay. Okay.